Hey everyone, and welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. We're here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. Each week, we'll be giving you a glimpse into the lives of other successful, busy, working professionals who have, through it all, somehow been able to make health and fitness a continuous staple in their lives. Today, I'll be chatting with one of our amazing Envision clients, Jen Conicelli. Jen is a New Yorker who has been in the fashion industry for 22 years, 18 of which she was at Bloomingdale's, where she started as an assistant buyer trainee, and she made it all the way up to an operating vice president divisional merchandise manager. She is currently a buyer for TJ Maxx Marshall's website. Her and her husband have been married for 14 years and together have three children. 12, 10, and 6. When she went away to college, she began to exercise and eat healthier. But after having kids in her 30s and then turning 40, she decided that this couldn't be it. Since, she has gotten in the best shape of her life. She wants everyone out there to know that it is never too late to get started. Help me in welcoming Jen to the show. record because I feel like I get into these like pre podcast conversations that are so good. And I'm like, I wish I would have had that. Um, but I just want to say welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy and honored to have you on. Um, you know, when I think about other people that I want to have on here, I really think about, you know, who's doing a really good job in other areas who seems like really busy that could have a lot of these excuses pile up and who's not allowing them to be excuses, but are turning them into a, more of a situation of how can I, you know, make the best out of this? How can I thrive through this versus <laughs> I'm just going to go lay on the couch instead, you know? And you really came to mind because I just feel like you're doing a phenomenal job of, you know, you just hit your forties, right? Yeah. And you didn't I'm let that. In. Yeah. <laughs> You're not at the end. Oh my God. But you did not let that be an excuse for like, I'm too old. I might as well just let myself go. And yeah. I just think so many people are there right now. And, or mm-hmm. some people have had, you know, big life altering things happen to them before they make that turn, you know? Mm-hmm. So Agreed. You're an amazing person. And I think that our listeners can gain a lot from you. So I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm, I'm humbled to be here and I'm thrilled to be able to share what's what's been successful for me and hope that somebody out there is listening and to, to inspire them and help them along their journey too. And I know you will. I know you will. So, you know, like I said in the intro you have three kids, you have this huge career, you're a wife and you're crushing it. But I want to, you know, throughout this podcast, we're going to go through the times where maybe you didn't feel like you were crushing it, but how you came out the other side and were able to kind of pick yourself up by the bootstraps and and still move forward. So, um, but I do want to back up and I want to talk about, you know, one of the things I love to ask when we think of like our biggest accomplishment that we've ever made I know a lot of times it's our kids or it's our marriage or or whatever, but aside from that, as a woman, as a professional, like, you know, whatever realm that is besides being a mother and a wife, what is the one thing you're most proud of that you've accomplished? 
Well, I thought about this because mine is sort of twofold. I mean, my first accomplishment, I think, was when in my career where I was started as an assistant buyer trainee, went to the Fashion Institute of Technology in the heart of the city, and I worked for this amazing, amazing company, Bloomingdale's. I always used to watch Friends and remember Rachel was like the assistant buyer, right? The dream (laughs) buyer, the job. Um, and I made it all the way from from that up to an operational oh, like, wow. president, divisional merchandise manager. And I really, truly felt fulfilled and excited that I was able to, to do that. Um, uh, but most recently, I'm going to say my biggest accomplishment is completing my first half marathon. Yes. I love that you brought that in on two <laughs> avenues that professionally here, physically here, like yeah. Physically and mentally, because it's also a mental game too. But that's so amazing because, you know, like today, I think things are so much more open about a woman in these higher, um, higher level careers. But I don't Mm -hmm. think that was the case years ago, you know, 22 years ago, that wasn't the case, right? So what are some things that you had to kind of, what are those barriers that you had to break through? Maybe it was in your head, but maybe it was also in the industry to get to where you're at now? Well, I think that one of the things that I learned is a, the connection for me mm-hmm. from a strong mind, a strong body leads to a strong mind. So mm-hmm. for example, for the marathon, it was something where, whereas in your career, you have um, people who help you, um, you have mentors, you have different avenues to get you where you are. And Many of us work hard to get that. But when you take something like a marathon, your own two legs is really what got you across that. And I feel like the the sense of accomplishment that you can feel from, I was never a runner, for example. I couldn't run more than two miles without stopping six months ago. Okay, but pause on that for just one second, because (laughs) do you feel like, and I, I talked to a lot of my clients about this, that what we put in our heads is what's going to come out. So you constantly telling yourself that you're not a runner, mm-hmm. you're not going to be a runner. Mm-hmm. So what are the things in your mind that you had to bring out to make that shift? For me, it was about achieving something you thought was not possible, right? And I think that the true path to, to achieving any success is to having a plan in place. And you don't think we mm-hmm. just naturally, whether it's a professional success, um, as a mother at success or a fitness success, I think you have to have a plan. And I think that you need to plan out how that's going to lead to your success. And I think having a structured plan in yeah. nutrition and my running schedule, all of it coming together, I think that that is really important. Um, to tackle anything that may come your way. And having the trust in that to just let, let your training do the work, let your nutrition do the work and having the strong mindset throughout when times get tough that, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't feel like doing this right now, but I know that if I don't, that takes away from the plan and that takes away from my trust in the plan. If I don't do the work, 
So I totally think you're onto something there, like having the plan, but then also having the tough mindset to, to push yourself through the days when you don't feel like following the plan. Cause like, if I'm not wrong, you probably didn't feel like doing the work every single day. No, 20 miles a week is not exactly. You were like, yes, you know, let's do this. <laughs> let's, let's do that. But I also think that the tougher runs and the tougher trainings or, you know, tougher experiences help us, you know, build our armor. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, those tough runs and the runs where I really didn't want to get out or the times you really don't want to do something, when you can get through that and get your mind right and strong during those times, you step back and say, I can do this. Yeah. I can do any, I can do anything that life may throw my way because I didn't want to do this. I thought this was impossible. Mm-hmm. I set a plan, but plans are, aren't always come out the way that we want. Right. Yeah. So I stuck to it. And at the end, you know, the satisfaction you can mm. feel at the end and really just also um, the trust in yourself, you know, the trust in yourself, trusting the process, trusting it will get you the results that you need. Um, you have to work for it. So you there's know. no, there's no excuses. Yeah, You have, you have to work for it. And don't you think too, like if you could, so like, cause I hear it all the time. Yeah. But you're you and I'm me and I can't do it because of that. Like, you know, just in a general sense, like I hear that a lot. And, and don't you think like, yeah, in the middle, like in the middle of the half marathon, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. What am I doing? This sucks. You know, but when when I was done, I was like, Oh man, that wasn't so bad. That was fun. Do it again. You know? And uh, but I just think that like, if you could give that feeling of accomplishment to somebody to feel that hasn't maybe done that a lot Mm -hmm. to understand what it feels like to be on the other side, that gives you motivation to keep going, you know, even when it does suck really, like you said, it was raining or crappy outside during the run today. And when you're done, you're probably like, it was really not that bad. Like each time builds up your ability to do something harder the next time. Yep. And I think it builds confidence, not only in that aspect, but in conversations with your partner, in conversations with your boss, in conversations with everything. I think the confidence that you can gain in yourself, you could apply it to other aspects of your life. I totally agree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, let's, let's like back up a second because, you know, this stuff is great. I love talking about the accomplishments. I talk about that all day, but I don't think, um, I don't think it like all comes together unless we talk about like before, like the failures and <laughs> the times where maybe we didn't always have it together. So let's go there for a minute. What is Mm -hmm. like, did you maybe have like an aha moment or maybe a moment of failure where you were like, I just can't, I just have to do something. What was that moment for you? And you know, what did you learn from it? Um, Well, professionally I did. I, I, after being with this great company for 18 years and working my way up, um, I really wanted to try something different, um, different avenue. I felt like, you know, I'm here 18 years, learned so much, but I like, I like being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So ah. I made a career change, went to a different company, which was a much more financially, was very good for my family and myself. Um, and I th- really thought it was the path that I needed to take, mm-hmm. you know, grow as a professional woman, um, you want to contribute to your household. It was a financial, um, really opportunity for us. So I took the job, um, and I was miserable. Oh, 
(laughs) And (laughs) it was, it was where you at one point can think it's probably about height of my success um, in my career. It was the time where I was the most unhappy because the success that I was striving for um, professionally really altered from my my family life where I was leaving the house at 7 a.m., getting home at 7 p.m., missing my children, missing everything. It was so much on my husband who was really picking up so much of this plaque and the nanny and and the whole the whole operation we had going um and that for me was a aha moment because you strive as a as a woman or a professional woman to get somewhere and when you get there and you realize that you're not happy you're realizing that success isn't always measured in financial success mm-hmm. but there's so many other factors um, and that tied really into my um, nutrition because yeah. I had just had three children within five years. My thirties was really about having kids, yep. multiple kids. Um, and I looked at myself and I said, I'm the most unhappy I've been professionally. I'm not happy with the way my body is. I mean, I just was going to hit 40 and I said to myself, this can't be it. Like this can't be yet. This can't be the rest of my life. So at that point, I had the courage to walk away from that job, which the good news was it led me to my current job, which is the most amazing job because it's a, it's a company that values its employees and they have a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also at that point started to exercise. Um, And I started to say to myself, I have to find the time and the time is 5am, which was my only time that I had, Yep. but it really just became about making that a priority for my life. And that's where I started to realize the strength that I can gain from being physically active and getting myself into shape, um, mentally getting into a place where I was very happy with my work-life balance and realizing that success doesn't always come in the most prominent job in the most prominent company. And you've hit so many amazing points there. And isn't it interesting to realize that it all kind of comes at once. I hear you Mm -hmm. saying that your health and fitness was just as, um, just as I guess at this negative point as your career life was like, you weren't happy Mm -hmm. in either areas. And they kind of like at the same point, just kind of exploded. It sounds like, and you know, I've, I've actually gone through that exact same experience. You know, I had, I'm, you know, my previous career was having an insurance agency and I was at the height of my career. I had two locations that I was running. I had, you know, like a huge book of business. I had so much going on you know, but then I realized I'm pretty much living on wine in the evening. I Mm -hmm. feel like crap. I'm never there to see my kids. And when I am, Mm -hmm. I'm not in the best mood, you know, Mm -hmm. but money was great career. I was doing well. I was, you know, (laughs) getting asked to speak to newer agents and tell them how to do it all. And, you know, but then you stop one day and you realize like, yeah, that's great and all, but this sucks. Yeah. Not all it's cracked up to be. So I think Mm -hmm. it is really important to realize when you're there and what you can do differently. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. always, it's not always what it's cracked up to be when you have quote unquote, it looks like everything's going for you in that highlight reel. Right. Yeah. And and having that confidence to realize 
what's important in life. You know, that if you're unhappy, you're not successful. It doesn't matter. Any, at any stage, if you're not fulfilled and happy, you're not successful. Yeah. So I think that a lot of us are maybe sometimes scared or anxious about saying it out loud, right, to ourselves. And, and, and we really have to be honest with ourselves and say, if you're not in, in a situation where you're really happy, then um, you're not successful. And don't we sometimes think too, it's hard to make that big decision to change because that's not what's expected of us, you know? Correct. You know, I, I, yeah. mean, I built this agency so big and then I sold it. Like, why would you do that? Like you had income that was passive and you could, you know, do this and that and you mm-hmm. left it. It's weird Absolutely. to people, you know, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't change it, right? Absolutely not. What is the one piece of advice? And, and I feel like we've talked a lot about, you know, mental strength and the path um, or having a plan. Um, but what is the one piece of advice you would give to people that I guess were where you were at um, before you began, you know, before you switched your job or before you got onto your health journey? What is like the one piece of advice you feel like that really helped you? I would say, um, to embrace your imperfections. I think that um, we put so much pressure on ourselves as women, especially. We wait for perfect, right? Waiting for to do the perfect diet, the perfect job, the perfect workout. And it's never going to come. It's never going to be perfect. There's never going to be the perfect anything. So if you're waiting for that, you'll be waiting forever and then you'll do nothing. So um, I think for, for me, it's about embracing the imperfections. If you only have 15 minutes, what do you want to do? Do you want to meditate? Do you want to work out? Do you want to do this? What do you want to do? Um, it's, it's okay that it's not perfect because these little steps of imperfection add up they do. and that's what's going to make the difference. I call it utilizing your small minutes. You know, maybe you don't oh, have that. Yeah. You, maybe you don't have an hour and a half to work out. Okay. You got 15 minutes. We can get, you know, I have done some EMOMs that I'm about ready to pass out in 10 minutes. So <laughs> I know <laughs> that you can utilize that time properly, but I do, I think you're absolutely right. And I've never had anybody say that answer to this question, but there's so much light in that, that stop waiting for perfect. Cause it's, you're going to be waiting a long time. And listen, we're all, we're all busy, whether you're grabbing, if you grab something that's not the best choice, you still have 80% of the day left. So yeah. guess what? Make the better choices later in the day. Doesn't mean like, oh my gosh, I just, I grabbed a donut because that's all that they had. And now that I did that, I'm just going to eat pizza for dinner and go to bed and feel awful. It's, yeah. it's okay. Just start for where we're, your next meal. Start eating. Eat healthier, make a better choice the next time. I think anything in your life, not waiting for that perfect moment or that perfect thing, just embrace the imperfection and it's okay. And don't continue down that guilt spiral. I mean, because it's, it's a cycle, you know, I mean, if you let it take over, it'll be a continuous cycle that won't end. And you can't wait for somebody on the outside to come in and save you. 
you have to be the one to make the decision. No, I'm not going to do it again. Like we're going to do better next time. I know. I think right now we we look at unrealistic expectations of ourselves, whether you're looking to like social media or you're comparing yourself to somebody else in the same position as yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think we're really hard on ourselves and Mm -hmm. saying, if I can't just reach that level of success, I'm not even going to try to to move forward. And I think we have to really just embrace where we are and make the best decisions we can for ourselves and the little wins will add up eventually over time to, to big wins. Yeah, they will. And I love that. Like, cause I even do it. Like the other day I was having dinner with some friends and like, you know, I, I feel so blessed to have the friend circle that I do because I feel like they're all a lot like you, like all these go-getters and these, you know, mm-hmm. powerhouse women. And that's amazing because I think you are who you surround yourself with. But, but then I, I started feeling almost like, inferior, not good enough. Like I started, Oh, they have their Christmas decorations out. I still have my freaking Halloween crap out right now. Like, you know, (laughs) but you start doing that and then you realize, okay, yeah, but she doesn't have kids at home. I have three kids Mm -hmm. at home. Like things are different Mm -hmm. for me than that person. Or, you know, maybe I'm concentrating more on other areas of my life and my house decor isn't my priority right now. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. But we tend to do that. We tend to play this comparison game and think that we're not good enough because we're not doing everything. Yes. I, I am very proud of the Amazon prime mom, which means <laughs> I read the email or get the letter home from school and realize my kid needs something in two days. And I'm like, Amazon prime. I'm Thank not, the Pinterest, <laughs> I'm not the Pinterest mom, but you know what? It's okay because there's other, there's other things that I'm doing with the time that is just as invaluable to me. So, and I think that it's really important for all of us to just embrace where we all are and respect that, that this is where we are. And, and there's no competition, right? There's no competition. I love that Amazon Prime Mom. That is my favorite because I literally just ordered, realized that, oh crap, I forgot to get the treats for preschool and I Amazon Primed it. I'm like, it's probably $5 more than if I would have just walked into the store, of course. but whatever, that $5 is worth my time right now. Absolutely. And that's, and that's okay. And I always that's feel okay. like it's okay. Cause you know what? It, it, it'll get there and it doesn't matter how it got there. Yep. Yep. They're not the homemade little fun, you know, whatever's, but I don't think we can bring that stuff now anyways. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So if you could go back to the beginning of your journey, what is one thing? And and I feel like this is almost a two-part question too, because I feel like, yes, I would do this differently, but then I wouldn't have gone through this to be who I am now. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a uh, yeah, but question, but what would you do if you could go back and change something at the beginning of your journey? I think for myself, I would, and this is a very hard thing to do because confidence isn't something that you can just have or not have. I think it's something that you really need to build into, but I wish if I could talk to my younger self, I really just wish I was more confident in where I was, whatever stage of life that was. Whether it was a job that you didn't want to ask for, because you figure if I'm good enough, they'll they'll come and they'll offer it to me. Oh, or yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because I think as women, we struggle with this assertiveness, but we all want to be well liked. 
So we don't want to push too hard. We try to make apologies, you know, if we are successful. And I think that obviously as as a woman in her forties now, I have a different voice than I did when I was in my twenties. And that comes with experience. You should share a little of that confidence with your prior self, but. Exactly. (laughs) But I, I think for me, it's just about really valuing yourself and having the confidence in whatever step you are in, in your life or whatever stage you are of your journey. And just realizing that it's okay to strive for more and not making excuses. I love that. And you know what, that is such a good point because even if you don't have the confidence, right? Because I don't like, that's something that's built. I, maybe there are those people that just woke up with confidence. I don't know, or were born that way, but (laughs) I definitely wasn't one of them. I hear you telling me you weren't one of them, but I feel like if we could just sometimes pretend, pretend we have a little confidence, ask when we, you know, if you want something, you do have to ask for it because Mm -hmm. nobody's just like, this world is full of high achievers at this point, right? You know, we have to ask, we have to be our own voice. And Mm -hmm. I think I I love that. Yeah. Confidence is huge. It plays a huge role in, in what we do and how we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and for myself, I really wish I had gotten into the fitness and locked into the nutrition at an earlier age. Um, I always like in college, you know, in classes, you know, did a little bit of this, tried to make healthy choices, but really as like locked in as I have been in the last few years and especially the last year, mm-hmm. um, I wish I just realized the connection you could make with when your body is strong, your mind is strong, mm-hmm. you know, that that connection gives you the confidence almost to achieve something. Cause for me, I enjoy being locked into my nutrition. It helps me. It helps yeah. me sleep better. It helps me perform better. I'm a better mom. It, it helps me so much. And I didn't really, it never really clicked. You know, you kind of think you should eat healthy, but you think maybe it's a salad. You know, you're not really quite sure about what nutrition or healthy means. Yeah. Um, you know, cause there's, there's so much, so much out there, especially in, you know, social media, I mean, what's healthy for you and what works for you. Um, and I really just wish I had made that connection earlier, um, but it's never too late because I've made it now. (laughs) And that's the biggest thing is it's never like, you've never totally ruined it, right? Like it's never too late. And like, thank God when we were in our early twenties, like you're just young and you can handle eating like crap or binge drinking on the weekends. Like you can just handle it for whatever reason. But when, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you do get older and you have kids and you have big careers and you have, you know, a husband that you don't want to just be a, you know, a, a wreck for. Yeah. You just have other people that you have to show up for, you know, yeah. when we're young and single and, you know, just starting out, we don't have to show up as good, but you realize like you're constantly giving out parts of you all day, every day. If you aren't fulfilled first, you don't have as much to give. So I know it sounds so cliche, but fueling your body with good food and water and rest allows Mm -hmm. you to give to others even more. Absolutely. I always say you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So, and I think that we are always worried about 
giving, giving. And if you're not healthy or you know strong yourself, then you can't be that provider for your husband, for your family, for your friends, for who, for your job, for whatever it is. And I think that it's really important to make sure take care of you first and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to come to life one day and realize that, Oh, I'm exhausted or I've hit the wall or because I think we've all hit the brick wall where we're like, Mm -hmm. we just can't anymore. We, maybe we didn't have the tools or we didn't know. We just, you don't know what you don't know. Right. But, but find somebody that does find somebody that can help you get there. You know, there's somebody out there that knows what's going to make you feel better or, you know, perform better or sleep better. Like luckily we're in a world now where like we can find anything, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I feel like we've talked a lot about this question about success. Um, you know, the word success and what that means to you. I, I feel like we've kind of sprinkled that in throughout this whole podcast, but just to reiterate, I hear you saying that success to you means happiness. It doesn't equate yeah. to finances and materials and all the things. Yes. And I think it's, you know, continuing to learn and evolve mm-hmm. and to just becoming a better version of yourself mm-hmm. at any stage, wherever you are in your life. For example, I have an amazing coach. Um, through Envision, yep. Brandy Wan yep. has been uh, an incredible life-changing um, experience for myself. I mean, she yeah. came in to me where I was, you know, running on empty, you know, continuing to work out, um, thinking I was doing pretty well and realizing that I was burning myself out a little bit. Mm. Um, burning the candle at both ends. Burning the candle at both ends. And she really opened my eyes to really nutrition and how vital of a role that it plays in every aspect of your life. Yeah. She was like, you're not eating enough. You're not doing this enough. You're, you're working out too much. You're overtraining. You're undersleeping. You're under eating. Um, and I think that at, in my 40s, you never stop trying to learn because what she has brought to me it's this amazing knowledge of what my body can do if you really take the time and you fuel for for yourself, you can run a half marathon. Mm -hmm. You could, you could run a full-time job, have three kids and you will have so much more energy um, and just be so much, you better perform in all aspects of your life. So much more. Um, So much more. Um, And she has inspired me so much that I want to start to help people. So I am pursuing my own nutritional degree um, because I, why not take on a second career and three kids and you know, why not? (laughs) Well, Um, and because you've learned, you've learned like how much more you can give when you do the things first for yourself, because you came to us at a point where you're like, frustrated with yourself, with your body, with your mind, Mm -hmm. because you feel like you should be able to give it more. You're doing all the things you're, you're exercising like crazy. You're dieting, but, but then you get to a point where you're stuck and you're, you're frustrated because your body won't give more. You're frustrated because the results won't come. And then Mm -hmm. like, if you just have that person to show you 
you're, you know, we just need to change a little bit. We need to give our body that rest and then you can give more. And I I know it sounds so opposite to what we're used to, but there Mm -hmm. really is an amazing experience to that. And really having a coach, um, I, I believe so much in, in that relationship because it's not just accountability. Yes. Which Mm -hmm. is one, but it's really that conversation almost with yourself, right. That you you don't want to have. And it's very hard, even for somebody who, you know, has been eating well, or you think you know what you're doing or you're exercising and you feel like pretty confident. Somebody is going to look at your plan and look at it completely different because we're so close to it. Right. Too attached. We are. And we're also very, we're too hard on ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? We're completely Mm -hmm. too hard. I'm not losing weight because I'm eating too much. Well, no, that's not necessarily true, but we, we constantly are, are our own worst. um, Critic. Well, and and I struggle because I get frustrated because I'm the same way. Like, why can I not treat myself like I would my client? I can't, Mm -hmm. I've tried it so many times. Like, Let's just put the data on a paper and be the client to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I can't do it. I have to have my own coach, you know, and, and I get so frustrated because I have all the knowledge and I have, you know, I know these things, but I still need that person outside. That's not emotionally attached to my goals to say, here's how you're going to hit your goals. Here's the path you're going to take. And even when you want to jump off the ledge, because you don't think it's working, you're still going to do this because that's how you're going to get there. And then each time you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, they were right. Weird. Yep. It's, I mean, it's an investment in yourself and what better investment to make than into your, your health. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, um, this is like kind of, this question always cracks me up a little bit because I feel like it's so redundant amongst a lot of us that are, I don't even know what, I don't know what category you would put us in high achievers, control freaks. I don't know. All of the above. All of it. <laughs> but what is OCD. It? Yeah. A little bit of that. <laughs> but what is a day in the life of you look like as a, as a busy working professional mama, what is your daily routine? Well, things are a little different right now. Um, in New York, we're still, you know, COVID. I'm still yeah. working remote. We're still working remotely. So normally um, it would be an earlier arrive, but my day-to-day routine really hasn't changed much. It starts with my morning workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe it sets me for the path of the day. It's my time. It's quiet. I feel like it really gives me the strength. So for me right now, um, it used to be a 4 a.m. workout, but now it's a 6 a.m. workout. So we're kind of like oh, so much more doable. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Um, and I really feel like the happiness comes from within. So I feel like I come home, I wake my kids up, I'm in a good mood. I yeah. try to start their day off right. I feel like starting from that point of having that time for yourself whether it's a morning walk for yourself, a strength training workout, a yoga, whatever it is, or maybe it's just making your own coffee and sitting down and, and gathering what is your, your mood? What is your mood like when you don't take that time? Like, what is your day like when you don't take that time? It's awful. I hate rest days <laughs> to the point where 
I know physically my body needs it, yeah. but everybody will be like, go, 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 go for a run, go work right. out. You're, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're horrible. Um, and I think for me, uh, especially in these unknown times, I mean, I yeah. think that we're all going through our own version of things that are out of our control. I feel like it's the one point of control that we have are our physical activities and our, our nutrition. So for me, it's been my constant um, where so much is out of our control. This world we're living in these days. Yes. It's been quite a year. Yes. Um, and I think it's the one thing that keeps me grounded. Good. Yes. So you work out, you get the kids up and then, um, and then what? Uh, I get them off to school. Um, and then I have my oldest daughter is actually every other day she's remote mm. she's school. So, and then I log on and I'm in meetings, um, pretty much all day on and off. Um, my little ones are at school and I am on my computer now, um, working my business from, from my living room, dining room, kitchen, wherever, wherever, wherever you land. <laughs> um, and, and normally my job does entail a lot of travel, which I'm not mm. doing now, obviously as well. Mm-hmm. So um, working all day, getting the kids, um, getting them off to soccer. So we're a soccer family. My daughters play yeah. soccer. Um, so I can't say that dinner is as normal as I would like it to be, but it's just, it's reality. Yeah. Um, so everyone's kind of like eating at different times. My husband and I are tag teaming. He's really amazing. Uh, an incredible dad, an incredible soccer, soccer dad. He's hauling yeah. them off to practice. Um, and, you know, it's long days. We, we're busy and we're juggling, but we're making the best out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think um, out of this year, one thing that um, we are grateful for, I think, is a, just a pause. Yes. Spending a little bit more time, you know, together. We're normally, um, we're still running around, but seeing that I'm home a lot more, I Mm -hmm. think um, really is just, it has its benefits, right? And I think even in a time of this unknown, it's, it's, it's nice that we're able to take a pause and spend more time together. Yeah. Yeah. And it is so important to be on the same page as your partner, right? Like (laughs) I just think that, community, this is obviously not a marriage podcast, but (laughs) that'd be a whole different thing, but there really is something to be said about communicating your goals with, um, you know, your significant other or your partner, whoever it is, because if they know that, like, if you're just expecting them to read your mind, um, Mm -hmm. and wonder why you're so busy or trying to get up at five to do your workouts or whatever. But if you communicate with your significant other about your goals, they're, they're more likely to be more supportive and more helpful. Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a lot of training runs, right? There's yeah a lot of like miles that have to get put in before the marathon. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're running two hours sometimes, you know, on a Saturday and yeah, you really need that support when you have a family, especially you do you have multiple kids. You need that person who's going to be like, okay, go do your crazy run. Cause you're, yeah, not only that, <laughs> but then like, take you, care of it. but when you have that moment of just like, <laughs> so I always like the story of when I started bawling over the rice. <laughs> I don't know if I told you that one, but I was in the middle of prep. I was like, 
I don't know, 10% body fat and starving and just, you know, I was, cause I compete and I was at that point and I opened up the fridge and the rice was gone. <laughs> I was oh my. so hungry and so tired, all of the above. And, and I open up the rice and I start bawling. And my husband looks at me and my son who's 15 looks at my husband and they're, everybody's looking at each other like, Oh God, what's going on? And I'm like, the rice is gone. I start falling. (laughs) And so it's so funny because the whole family took action and the boys start making the rice. My husband starts taking the little one. My other one starts pouring me a bubble bath. And it's just like the whole family got to work and, and, Hold that moment together. That's incredible. <laughs> and I took a bubble bath while the rice was cooking. The world did not end. And I had, you know, it all ended up great. But there's just a great. point that if we don't share what we're going through with those around us, they can't mm-hmm. help us, you know? Absolutely. So true. Absolutely. I know my daughters, they, I always feel like, you know, I have three kids. I have six eyes on me, right? Yes. And you always, you want to make sure that you're, you're leading by example, but you're also, you know, being honest about that moment. Also, your entire family, you know, realize, okay, <laughs> mom is yeah, done. Yeah. Like <laughs> we gotta step in. <laughs> mom is done. Yeah, yeah, but I just think it's too. I think it's really good for kids to see us that we're not perfect. We mm-hmm. we don't always have it together, and life is hard yeah. sometimes, even if it's something small like rice. <laughs> exactly but you can't always have it together. No, you absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I absolutely just love your journey. I love your story. You are seriously a very inspiring individual. I mean, you are doing it. You're doing it all. And I think that's absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, today. Thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate just the forum to be able to talk about it um, yes. and my journey. And it's been an incredible journey and it's just beginning. Yeah. You're going to be amazing. Well, if our listeners want to, you know, follow your journey, want to learn about you, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram. I, I feel like I'm more of an Instagram than a Facebook, but sure, yeah. Insta- Instagram, um, it's Jen, J E N N Connie, C O N N I three is my Instagram for my three kids. Um, and I have a lot, a lot on there just about yes. the journey and they can find me on Insta. And I love that you put both about mom life, wife life, fitness life. Like you put a lot of cool stuff on there, um, but I'll put your information in the show notes. So, um, so we don't have to worry about spelling and stuff, but you guys can find her on Instagram. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. If you liked this episode, please be sure to subscribe and share it to your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.